want to be. Remember, the saddest thing in life is wasted talent. I am recording. Hi, and welcome to the Wasted Talent Podcast. I'm Jonesy the Podfather, and this week we have two very special guests. My partners from our joint venture, the John Core Project. You might have seen it on, you know, Hotep's Jesus' channel on YouTube. We're uh, actively promoting it and, and getting it off the ground. Uh, Rita Monsoor and Chad Lemoyne from Alien Aquarian Anarchy. Sorry, I keep saying I, I keep thinking about aliens because of what I just heard today, Chad. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, Maybe we'll need that. Maybe we'll need uh, some alien Aquarian anarchy too. Who knows? Yeah, but you know, I'm here with, with, with my partners. Hello, good evening. Thank you for coming on. Uh, you know, we were going to get into this week, guys. I wanted to get into COVID nineteen, uh, the rollout of the vaccine, uh, the um, the whole way that they're they're going to um, enforce it. You know, I, I heard Joe Biden talking about it earlier this week. And, uh, you know, they were very focused on how they were going to get the needles in the arms <laughs> after they get the vaccine. So, you know, we got Gavin Newsom out here. Uh, we got some new information about how Gavin Newsom is going to go about enforcing the, the vaccine out in Florida. I'm not in Florida, but California. And it's, it's crazy. You know, you guys are shut down out there, Rita. I just want to know your thoughts on, you know, how this is affecting the economy out there. You guys living in California, like what, what's going on out there? Well, pretty much because what I do is I consult small businesses and small businesses in the last eight months have just been decimated. And right now there's a lot of attention on the restaurants, hotels and bars um, that rely on that, you know, cash flow business. People got to come in and spend money. And, and what people aren't talking about is the domino effect that's happening. So just take a, a standalone independent restaurant. Well, they've got distributors, independent distributors that deliver napkins and cups. And, and then you've got your food distributors. There's so many layers of independent small businesses uh, that uh, are part of just the whole synergy of, of the small business or just in their restaurant, hotel, food industry that's one aspect but then there's the antique shops there's the nail salons there's the hairdressers and so little by little businesses thought they could hang on for a month thought they could hang on for three months six months but but these cash businesses meaning they live like everybody else they need money to pay their staff they need their mortgages um it is it, we're into nine months um, i'm in northern california mm -hmm. and we were the first to uh be sheltered in place, we term it lockdown, but the restrictions have become so um, just, just amazingly, uh, just they keep increasing without a lot of info. We know there's a lot of cases. We don't have a lot of information on the hospitalization, but what's two things are happening. One is 30% of small businesses have shuttered completely and that if we look at this, the average is about 4 million independent owned business businesses. That's about 600,000 people out of work over the last eight months. It's so there's, so that, so that's pretty much the state of things right now. And we're slowly seeing, I, I think because there's 40 million people in California, people just look at everyone as a statistic. And so we think, oh, 600,000 people out of 40 million 
but uh, Dude, that's the just, whole population of baton rouge right. but just think of just think of just like we're all on, right we're all entrepreneurs people who's put their lives have supported their families put their kids through school uh, supported their community it's the and like i said it's a domino effect so that restaurant goes out of business that distributor gets one less client the um the 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 food industry that services them all these things are happening and uh just today i went out um to the store because it was essential and our gas which is you know the highest gas in the country yeah by far Right, but it's under three dollars, two ninety five, and it's usually three eighty five to four dollars. And my first thought was, nobody's out, nobody's. So that's kind of like the market is demanding a lower price because no one's out using, you know, in their cars. Yeah, that's classic so, supply and right, demand. Exactly. So, so there's this whole, um, you know, we see the the, the the sensational part of the governor, you know, the hypocrisy of politicians going out. Um, you know, without using the the guidelines that they've set for all of us. Oh, you're not talking about Lord Gavin Newsom, <laughs> yes. not, not 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 Bishop Palpatine. Yeah. Exactly. So we see that, and then you see the desperation, and so there's this. Um, you know, early actually, I, Chad and I were talking today. There's this this mounting pressure that's happening, and and so just sitting there. But, you know, like we talk about with John Cor wanting to help people, want to connect, wanting to reach out, is that at some point when you you lose everything, but it's happening on such a grand scale here, it's um, uh, it's unbelievable. And, and there's two sides to it. One is there's 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 kind of like our media here and the newspapers and the politicians that are acting like this is, the, you know, this is good for you. And at the same time, there, there's a collective group saying, we don't get it anymore. In the beginning, we got it because it was, you know, scary. Yeah. Now, now we're nearing a year and kids, you know, we just, I mean, this is an awful thing to bring up, but um, 30 miles east of me in San Joaquin Valley, 11-year-old committed suicide on Zoom in class. I don't know if you guys really? heard that nationally. No, I didn't, I didn't hear that at all. Holy crap. Wow, that's 11, terrible. Right, 11-year-old oh kid. And you think the... And the sister was in the other room, and so they on a classroom on, Zoom. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but he didn't have the sound on, and he didn't have the video on, so the other kids or the teacher couldn't see it. But it's that whole thing of we don't know all of the story, but eleven-year-old how he got the gun, but how a kid puts a gun to his head. Yeah. And, right, and so it's all part of that whole. There's this all of this this energy, and we're we're not looking at what's right in front of us like people are failing but by design almost yeah because if you look at it if you look at it i have school-age children right Mm -hmm. and my children right now are they're going through it they're 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 depressed and you know they want to see their you know their classmates but if you look at it the the way they rolled this out they rolled this out and it was supposed to be two weeks then now we're on our ninth month of this right now, in lieu of any other successful containment and, you know, mitigation strategies for the pandemic, you know, they, they've tried everything and it's not worked. So at this point, you know, I want to ask Chad, what do you think about them rolling out this vaccine? Because now, you know, that seems to be, you know, the de facto 
you know, way to end this pandemic. And, and, the, and the question is, you know, how much of the global population will need to get vaccinated, quote unquote, for us to return to, to, to normal life? You know, like, you know, and there's a lot of different factors on how to answer that question. But, you know, what, you, ever played, you ever played lemonade stand back in the day on the, on the computer when you first had like computer class or something like that in school? Yeah. And they had, yeah. You had to like design your uh, your lemonade stand to have the, the right price so that you could get the right amount of customers. But then you wanted to have enough profit so that you could make a good margin on on your raw materials that it took to make the lemonade and everything. Yeah. That's, that's the answer to your question. How many people does it take? I mean, I don't know how many, however many people it takes to make it to where all of this rollout makes sense. Um, because I look, I'm not a, I'm not a, a scientist, uh, by, by like, uh, I don't know, proper definition or whatever, but I think we're all, I think all human beings have a, a certain element of, where the the scientific method came from our ability to observe to experiment to um to theorize and then to like to take all the information in as as we go and to compare control cases versus our you know our dependent and independent variables we we can look at what we see out there and recognize that how long has the flu been around over 100 years and they still can't make a flu vaccine that's over 40% effective. Yeah. They're going to come out with a 90% effective vaccine for a disease that just got discovered under a year ago or roughly a year ago. Um, we're going to come out with that in under 10 months. Yep. And, yep. and, and, and that's the problem gonna, I'm having we're with gonna it. Jump, we're going to just going to jump through it and, and nobody's going to, and Oh, and, and, and we, we know for sure that the, there's no long-term side effects. <laughs> because, because the human the human trials the human trial you know like long term i guess is three months now you know like because how how can you possibly know what the long-term side effects are if you haven't even had this stuff going and there's people like no they've been working on some of this stuff since 2017 okay yeah and other vaccines other medicines you try to come up with some other non-big pharma and even some of the big pharmaceutical companies still have to go through 10 12 years worth of FDA approvals and various phases that they have to go through, clear all these different hurdles, regulatory and otherwise. So you're and basically talking about real world effectiveness. Yeah, real world effectiveness. Well, effectiveness and safety protocols. Like how do you possibly control for the safety protocols when you can't possibly know? I mean, all we have right now at this point is like rats and other smaller mammals that are our test group for extrapolating what that might mean for the long-term side effects for humans, but we don't, you cannot possibly have enough data on human side effects for something like this with under 10 months worth of, of, of research and rollout. And, and I just, all I see is major mega pharmaceutical companies worth billions and billions of dollars that all of their, ex-employees or ex-board members are now on the the they're part of the fda or they're part of the cdc or they're yep. part of the who or all of the above or they're on the coronavirus task force or whatever you name it they've all got their fingers entangled into this stuff and i want to ask people if you think that 
if we were going to roll out some brand new, um, it's the best gadget uh, that, that we can that we can have in everybody's house. And we, we we're going to run tests on it for uh, about, I don't know, 10 years. And all the people who are approving it used to work for, uh, I don't know, used to work for Amazon. They used to be on the board at Amazon. Now they're all on the board of the people who. Uh, it's, a, it's a mere formality whether it's going to get swept under the rug. Exactly. It's it's like it's like <laughs> you're, you're you're basically waving the magic wand for all your cronies, all your friends. It's 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 funny funny to me. It's I had a um, one of my one of my I guess I'm not really mentors, but one of the people who um, kind of helped form my worldview on this stuff said, "Could you imagine if when you went to public school?" If instead of public school, it was a private school, but it was run by Walmart and on all the walls, they had all the former Walmart presidents, all the former Walmart executives. And you sang, sang songs about how awesome Walmart is and you read prayers or, or read, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, a pledge of allegiance to the greatness of Walmart. You know, what, what's the difference between that and some of the stuff that we have here? We have this, this crazy marriage of our government with these mega corporations and the same people who want to, to point at the, 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 either the capitalist system as they call it, or whatever you want to, you know, the, the, these corporations as the bad guy, they want to point to the government as a solution for that. And the government is in cahoots with the bad guy. So, (laughs) you know, we're, we're, that's where we are with this stuff. And it's, and I don't want to sound like a, a kook, like a crazy conspiracy theorist. No, not at all. But all you have to do is have two eyes and a brain to look at this stuff and say, something's up. This is too fast. It's too it's too convenient that we are driven by... If you remember, we had this huge focus on the, the quote-unquote mortality rate, which really was just if people were sick, they were going to the hospital... And they were needing a, a, a respirator, or not a respirator, a, uh, gosh, what the, anyway, they needed to be innovated. No, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right, a respirator, you're right. Uh, not, no, a re- not, no, not a respirator. Um, that's, not, that's not the term. I can't, I, can't, I can't think of it. But anyway, they needed to, if, they need, if a patient needed to be innovated. Ventilator. Um, a ventilator, yes, a ventilator. There you go. Thank you, sir. Um, we heard about all this stuff and, and that's who was getting tested. And by and large, they didn't have tests for anybody else. So what did we have? We had like a 7% mortality rate worldwide. Well, now that we've been testing the shit out of people, now the mortality rate is down under a percent. And we don't even know the, the real effectiveness. There's a whole lot of stuff. Florida just did a, uh, they, they came out with, um, they are going to require now before positive tests are reported, they're going to require a review of the uh, PCR, which is the uh, polymerase um, cycle. I can't remember the, the what the PCR stands for exactly, but it's basically like how many times they have to double the sample to get to detect enough of the active virus in the culture to where to where you can you can run it in a culture and prove that like the uh, ability to infect other people. So, so what they're, what, what they're seeing is that if you run it through enough times, we ha- everyone has this protein in our bodies and it's just a matter of 
how prevalent it is, which is showing that it's fighting off this infection. Um, if you run the, if you cycle the test up enough times and double it, double the sample enough times, everyone tests positive. And if you cycle it, and, and times, we've seen that in the National Football League. We'll, we'll, we, right. We've seen that in the National Football League. Like you had Elon Musk that took he took eight tests and four of them were positive and four of them were negative. Hey, Ch but Chad, hold that thought. I wanted to get back to Rita real quick. Rita, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Rita, like so. So basically, what what I was asking was, what do you think? How like what what do you think? What do you think the range is for us to get back to like generate a herd immunity for business and for normal life? to go back to the way it was pre-COVID-19 because like in the business that in the business world, I don't ever, I don't foresee a way out of this. I, you know, well, I, I just, I don't. Yeah. I think one of two things will happen because the, because if we just look at it rationally, because of the way we humans move through the world um, and we've been out and about there and the fact that there's so many high positives, even if they're at 80%, they're picking something up. Um, we have had natural herd immunity happening because we don't mm -hmm. know, right? Uh, because, and, and just like the, um, some scientists said, they've been finding, because there's the other part, there's the other test, which is testing immune levels. And yeah. so that's mm -hmm. happening. And so it's taken mm -hmm. this much time for labs to come up with it. So they're testing people just like, hey, <clears throat> um, and, they're, and they're finding out that out here, California, Washington, and Oregon, where we had it got hit pretty hard in the beginning, they are, you know, those that they feel that the virus has been around since September, October last year. And anyone who's out here and we hear that, we go, yeah, mm. that's, we all talked about last, the holiday season, November through December 19, people had, they said, I had the worst flu I've ever had in my life. My wife did. My wife did. And so my you know, I had something is, when I went right? to Brazil in November that was like I, I took it I took three showers a day. I my back hurt like everything like I but I was just like pounding vitamin C the whole time. I got through it in like two days. I was good as gold after that. But but like dude, I felt it's been a long time since I felt that bad. Um and it was right after I had gotten off a plane in Brazil and then like rode for nine hours in the car. By the time we got to the destination to the hotel after the car ride. I, I was like, oh God, this is, I have like some horrible sinus infection. I don't know if I have yeah. the flu or what I have, but it was terrible. And it was, it was, uh, it was in November. And I had somebody tell me, no, that's impossible because it didn't exist then. I was like, nah, it didn't exist in, your, in the public's mind space, right, Rita? Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. But that's if you, but you think exactly about it, it, right. And um, I, I like retracing my steps. I traveled six states every week. I was in a different state. And mm -hmm. I just think of, the hotels and the restaurants and the yeah. airports and the cars, yeah. and, you know, unbeknownst to us, just like every other virus that we're exposed to, right? We, yep. you know, it's just every other virus. And some of us are, I just know that maybe we felt down for a couple of days. Most people work through it, work through their illness, you know, mm -hmm. if they're just dropped down. But, but like I said, people saying the flu, like most people go like, okay, I feel bad, but I'm going to go to work anyway. I'm just going to push yeah. on and push through it. Mm -hmm. Then those people who just say, I never get sick and I just couldn't get out of bed kind of flu. But I mm -hmm. think the thing that's really working against, because I think it's fear, because I do know people that are absolutely terrified to leave their house. And, and mm -hmm. the, the and oh, yeah. those, 
those people are not going to go to the restaurant right now. But right. I think that it is that right now, as a collective society, people we're on our own. Everyone's on their own to make their decisions. Yeah. So you're going to have people. Yeah. That well, are we really? You know, right. Uh, well, are we really? That, right. But I'm saying that in terms <laughs> of when is it? When when is the veil going to lift to say? It's safe to go back in the water, right? The shark's not out there anymore. Right. When's that going to happen? I think it's going to be a gradual and there's going to be certain signals and that people mm -hmm. are going to need to see there's going to be optics. It's going to be, okay, um, I realize no, that Rita's now- dead on with this. Because, yeah. exactly because think of like little things like the, um, uh, think of going into Costco um, before the, you know, rampant, like buy all the toilet paper but at the biggest one of the biggest selling points to costco everyone says i've got my list to go to costco i'm not going to spend 100 bucks and you leave because you spent 300 bucks i've never walked out of costco right. for less than 225 dollars right. ever because because they have what they call in experiential marketing interrupted um sales meaning you walk hmm. by and all of a sudden there's a nice woman who's cooking pot stickers and they're on sale yeah. for a humongous bag, right? That's all that demonstration, all that food, all those big tents with, I've never had the best, this big chicken salad before. Well, the second that all stopped because we couldn't do that, we didn't feel free to do that anymore. Think of the uh, thousands and so thousands the per, of Costco per purchase sales right. drop off. Is that what you're saying? Right. Well, right. Because all those demo people lost their jobs. Yeah. All you know, and no more. And all those vendors lost that extra income because that, right. you know, there's, that was a whole industry and Costco is known for it. And then of course they had them in grocery stores. There's an entire industry built around employing people to, to interrupt you from to spend more money and mm -hmm. all and so mm -hmm. all of a sudden when costco goes and stops doing it and walmart and target and grocery stops doing it and then you've got to space yourself six feet behind each other and everyone's in a mask all those optics are reminding us something's wrong there's something out to get us and until yeah. that now now i know that costco and walmart and target they depend on those sales for that and those yeah. vendors, the manufacturers, they want to have somebody serving those chips or those brownies or those cookies. And they're working behind the scenes to try to figure out how do we do it safely? So we mm -hmm. have more people in so we can um, make those interruption sales. So I think that's, gonna, that's what the gradual, that, that's what it's gonna take. It's gonna be little by little people going and, you know, and I, I don't know the exact time, but, but that, but there's two different optics. Was, you know, six months ago there was nobody on the busy freeways. Now the freeways are back to traffic normal, yep. so people are going to work. Mm -hmm. um, and well, everybody's figured you know, out that like we we better either we better either have this stuff safe or at least say that it's safe so right. that people because people got to pay their bills and like at some point yeah. people. I'll, I'll I'll just give you a firsthand example of when Hurricane Laura and Hurricane Delta came through Louisiana. And I, so I can't speak for the other hurricanes that hit in other areas, but I drive through um, and I have friends and family and everything. And I spent some time in Lake Charles, that area, the, the East Texas, West Louisiana area, right by the uh, Louisiana Gulf Coast. And for about a three week period, for all intents and purposes, the attention to COVID disappeared because <laughs> Who gives a shit if somebody's wearing a mask or not? If I have like water coming into my house, 
and I have to go get this, the tarp to put it up and, or we're standing in line waiting to get groceries or I'm having people come over to my house to help me gut the sheetrock out of it and everything mm -hmm. because I had water come in. It was, it was <clears> that sort of, that sort of thing. And so people, I think on a, on a more macro level, businesses are realizing like, look, we are hemorrhaging and we've got to find a way to get everybody back to work too. Yeah. Cause they, they're saying, listen, they're, they're saying, listen, man, we don't care if your arm is broke, if your leg is broke, you better hop up on your good foot and come out here and make some goddamn money, man. They don't, right. it, it gets to a point where, you know, you know, they're like, listen, life's hard. Get a helmet. If yeah, you get exactly. sick, you get sick. And, and to be honest with you, achieving a, a quote unquote herd immunity is like a moving target. There's no right. real metric to determine when this is when the boogeyman, the invisible boogeyman is all gone and we stop caring about it. You know, and the, 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 the funny thing is that they've been coming up with all these cockamamie ways to um, to to kind of mitigate this from spreading. Like I've heard, you know, vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. You know, even the president-elect had a whole big press conference pushing the vaccines. And the first thing he said was, listen, like I said before, he said, listen, we got to get the military. We got to we got to get people to get the vaccines in people's arms and we got to get it to the people who need it the most. Our first responders in the black and Latino community. And he said, he said that shit like five times. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Listen, I'm in the black and Latino community. Like, I'm good. Like, yo, listen, you can have as much vaccine as you want. As my man Hotep said, you can have my share. I'm good. Me and my family, <laughs> we're good. Y'all can have ours, you know? But they, they have all these co cockamamie. What's up? What's up, brother? My, my, you, my, you sunglasses, my sunglasses protect you. My sunglasses protect you, and your sunglasses protect me. So you have to wear sunglasses for me. <laughs> I know, right? What are you talking about? They live. <laughs> no. from, a, from a cynical point of view, I think what's going to happen is once, because as we talked about, um, all the regulators for the, of the government are now working with the pharmaceutical companies. So, because mm -hmm. that was all those emergency emergency actions to deregulate a large portion, because it does take ten to twelve years to get something to market because of the stringent rules we have. So mm -hmm. now that everybody's um, on the pharma side and, and not to be too cynical about the, how big the pharmaceutical companies are, and now they, they are producing something that's gonna potentially, as they're gonna, they're gonna create their narrative that's gonna save people and this is what it's gonna be. Well then once that trickle stops, because a large group of people are gonna get it, that's just how, you know, there, there are going to be people that are convinced that I have to have it and I was, I will, I will have a chance to fend it off and then I can be out in the world. Then the next phase it's going to come in is like the, um, the, the blood level testing. And I think that's going to be the next. Oh, the serological testing to this... say for people to go. Yeah. You know what? The rest of us to say, yeah, we didn't think we needed a vaccine. We either have already been exposed to it or we have an, and we have an immunity to it. And so thank you very much, you know, because that'll be the next challenge of who's, you know, because who's requiring that you have to have vaccine papers to get on a plane. It, and that's and that's coming already. They already got the card and everything. So, you know, look, look the, the funny thing is, is that like I can already see what the main the, the main goal of this is is population control. Like they're saying now that uh, there's an abstinence only policy that they're trying to get people to follow. 
mm-hmm. because they're saying that COVID can get spread through sexual activity as well. And, you know, that's going to say that. Yeah, they, so I'm like, wow, what are we doing? I got to wear a mask to sit behind somebody at a, uh, at a, at a meeting. Or something like that. I gotta wear a mask to sit behind them, but but you telling me it can't be spread sexually? I mean, yeah. come on now. So 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 they're saying you know they're, they're trying to push an abstinence only policy. So look, first of all, I knew this disease was gonna take us to hell anyway. Where you had to ask, you know, for America to care about their fellow man. Like when it was a disease where it's like yeah, you had to be considerate to others and like you know social distance and care about your neighbor. I already knew we were doomed. Now you're telling America that they that they can't have sex. That we're, we're doomed. Like if, if, if this they, had, like was, they say we're done. It was like July or August that uh, before they went back to school, the University of Georgia put out a thing, and one of the things they said on there was like your safest sex partner is yourself. And so I was like, that's great. So if that's the if that's the case, if that's the case, then I can tell all these politicians. To go f themselves, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah, and, and also, and also, they just made being a a, a friendless loser in your dorm room masturbating chic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, but you know what's you know what's uh, crazy about it though? I was like trying how, to be clean. Like looking, looking at it from a cultural point of view, because you have the people who are the the. I don't know what do we call it, the COVID police, where they see someone mm-hmm. on a mask, they take a picture and they post it online oh, and say, yeah. how dare you? And, or we have the media. I'm thinking, <laughs> so they start talking about abstinence. You know, there's like, remember this, you, you guys remember that show Bewitched when we were yeah. kids? Yeah. Mrs. Yeah. Cr- Mrs. Crabtree, she was always poking at the window. Marie Barone. It's like, Abner, they're voting next door, Abner. (laughs) I know. Tapping on, all of a sudden you look up and there she is going, now you got to watch that COVID. (laughs) Or or she's reporting. Oh, because you know that's good. If they they say, you know, you really have to watch it with your sex partners. It's like somebody's trolling the bars going, who's going home with who? Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to make sure. But that's how ridiculous some of them how far oh but, my god mrs yeah. crabtree is going to be regulating you you're going to be poking you know, through the window telling abner yeah so this is the sad part about it to me is that back to your point jonesy about when you have to tell people to be uh kind and considerate so what was interesting is like i went to one of the places that i go that i travel to for work and like early on like i was just it was it was not mandated or anything like that and i was just like okay look I don't know if people are like, you know, scared of this or what. So I, I went in and I, I put, I put a mask on and I walked in and I went to see one of the people that I, that I work with or whatever. And he just looked at me like, you, okay. All right. I guess you're scared of this. You have a mask on. I was like, well, no, I'm not scared of this. I'm just like, I didn't know if you were scared of it. So I was trying to be respectful or whatever. But, uh, and then like right after that, they're like, you have to do this. And I was like, Bro, like, people people were doing it already of their own volition because they were trying to be, like, respectful and and everything. And then it started to be this thing where it was like, we're going to shut this down and we're going to do this and we're going to crack down on all this. And I was like, wait a second, like, this sounds like y'all are – because then then I would go, I would go, like, pick up a cup of coffee at McDonald's or something like that while I was was on the road. And I'd see the people – in the McDonald's drive-through and they're all just like 
doing the same old thing that they were always doing. No masks or anything. And I'm like, yeah. Okay, so wait. So like even though you're quarter pounder with cheese. <laughs> people the people who I no, but so it hit home though, because like I was like, the people who I know down the street who had to shut their restaurant down can't have people inside or outside until further notice. But Burger King can have these teenage kids doing whatever you know, like all, all over your food in the, in the yep. window. And those are the ones who are spreading it. Food. Exactly. They're the ones spreading it, bro. Like they're there. They, 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 they come in, right. They're not wearing masks when they leave. They're all smoking weed and kissing each other and doing things with each other's body parts that we don't even want to name. Cause I have teenage kids, you know, teenage, it's crazy. But they're breathing on it, touching it, dropping your sandwich on the floor and giving it to you. And it's so many people going through these drive throughs you can go to Walmart and you can buy the whole time. Yeah. You, you can, you, you can see, you can sit online at Walmart. You have a line way the fuck outside. And people were telling me like, Oh, well, we got to wait in line. We got to, I said, you can't socially distance when you have a line of like, you know, eight or 900 people out the door. I said, they might as well just let everybody in. It's worse us standing in line in this herd. Like we're about to get executed as opposed to us just sticking and moving and getting our shit and getting out. And that's, and that's what told me that it was more about compliance and seeing who would comply than it was about like the safety of it. Because then, then as you started to watch how, um, how, how the, 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 some of the numbers were being inflated and being, yeah manipulated and everything it was like oh okay so this was they, they they took advantage of an opportunity to see how far people would go and it, and they successfully gathered the data that not only would we comply with all this stuff but we would report each other for not doing it we would knock each other out and you know the we funny would, thing we would, we would call the cops on our neighbors for we would knock each other out bro knock each other out and the funny the crazy part about all of this and that 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 i'm seeing is is that you have this happening all over the world right you've had them inflated numbers there was a report of a gentleman who was on a ladder working over in europe i think it was in italy he fell off fell off and died and he, he fell off and died and they said he not the fact that he fell 51 feet <laughs> he didn't fall 51 feet, but I'm just saying he fell off of a ladder, cracked his head open, and you know, it's like one plus one equals two, right? Yeah. No, one plus one equals 98 now because they went in and they found some cockamamie way to attribute his death to COVID-19. So to 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 sum it all up, what we've learned today is is that one, we're doomed. Two, <laughs> we're doomed. Three. We're doomed. And and they also don't want us to have sex. So, you know, I don't know, man. Now they want to regulate that. <laughs> can I give you a number four? We're not doomed. We're not doomed. And we are the we are the reason why. Okay? So like it's it's people like us who are the reason why we're not doomed. And we need to we need to, to find each other and embrace each other and support each other and be there for each other and be prepared to lead each other and the the people who need leadership right now because what we have right now is a massive failure of leadership and there's so many people who are sheep who need to be led and who don't have the courage to either think for themselves or to 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 try to stake out their own um their own path yeah that we've got we've got to be there to to be 
be what they need and to be the 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 next step so that we so that we're not doomed. Let's hope so that we can have that kind of reach. Let's hope we can have that kind of reach and we can turn America into a bunch of Jerry Seinfelds. People who look <laughs> at every part of everything and break it apart. If people thought more, I think that that'll be the solution. Like, you know, Jerry Seinfeld sitting there and saying, you know, why do we drive on a parkway and park in a driveway? You know, like that kind of right. stuff. We need people yeah, yeah. to think with the left side of their brain here. I know that sounds really, really simplistic and dumb. But to be honest with you, people aren't thinking. People are also willing to just fall in line. And, 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 and we're getting to a point now where not only have we asked for this, we've asked for the mask. We're, at, we're begging for this vaccine to get in our arm. And we're not even looking at why. Why? Why have we had such a... Um, uh, uh, easy how why have they had such an easy way to to kind of neuter us all we're not even we're not even paying attention to that man but you know what i want to i want to move on and you know it's real crazy to say this too when we go to the COVID thing the one way that they kind of got me to buy into COVID was looking at rudy giuliani when they, <laughs> they showed a picture of rudy giuliani <laughs> he looked like i was like if that's what it looks like to have COVID 19 i don't never want that shit man he looks no, like his a, hair was <laughs> melting off two weeks ago man that, that's he looks like a sweaty mess. Did you see him at that 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 um the, the court hearing or whatever that that um that that um oh my god it's not a court hearing press conference when Sidney when Sidney Powell was given the Kraken uh, unveiling. No, no, he when, was when another one after that. No, no, oh, even okay. after that, even, even after he had the the um the uh, just for men debacle or whatever the hell he puts in his head, <laughs> debacle, right? No, he he was. They were at one of those um um. It was a hearing. It wasn't a court hearing, but it was a hearing for you know the the the, the quote unquote voter. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking. So about. he asked the lady to take her mask off, and he looked like like a villain on Star Wars. He was just sweating. <laughs> he, he looked like one of those the bad guys that were in the bar with Jabba the Hunt. He was just he was he looked like a sweaty mess. He was terrible, man. And I'm just like, man, he and now they're saying he has COVID, and I'm like, man, you know what? That stands the reason because he looked like a stewed prune. He was terrible. Yeah, he definitely had. He's been breathing on everybody and dripping COVID juice everywhere. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> you know, and he's, 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 he's been dripping COVID juice everywhere for months, and now he's asking to be pardoned. You know, like, and I'm like asking about something like, why are you guys trying to figure out how you can pardon yourself if you haven't done anything wrong and you haven't been charged for anything yet? Like, what is going on here? You got Barr right. about to step down. <laughs> Bar's about to step down. He, he's tired of Mr. Slate yelling at him and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fred Flintstone is stepping down. I mean, I don't know, man. But, hey, Chad, I wanted to get into, um, you know, the Black Guns Matter event you had down there, man. Uh, yeah. I, you know, with Maj Ture, the dynamic, you know, shout out to Maj. You know, I don't know him, but, you know, I respect his work. You know, uh, how did that come together, man? It's Maj is a great dude. Um, and so I've been knowing Maj for about three years now and um, started trying to get him to do an event in Baton Rouge probably about two and a half years ago and helped bring him to the uh, Libertarian National Convention in New Orleans in 2018. And there was another, I got one of our other Libertarian guys here, Everett Bodion. He's an attorney um, who does a lot of like criminal defense stuff. Um, 
and has a lot of experience with with cases where people have either not known their gun rights, not known their their rights, period, um, and have gotten themselves into into trouble with that sort of stuff. Um, and so it it seemed like a good mesh for for uh, Maj, you know, to come down and for for him him and Everett to link up. Also, Everett is a, a concealed carry permit instructor. Um, but we just never could make it work out. And I don't know, like I've been so busy, I didn't even know Maj was gonna be in the area until about two weeks before Thanksgiving or so. And one of our guys was like, hey, Maj is gonna be in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, see if you can get him to come over here. And I was like, all right, let me see. And I started texting him and boom, next thing you know, last Wednesday, uh, we made it happen. And I was really nervous about either having poor turnout or having the turnout be all white people at the Black Guns Matter event, which I did not want it to be, um, because that was not the point. The point was to try to get some of the folks in the Black community here to understand, because we've had we've had a lot of shit happen here. We had the Alton yeah. Sterling shooting. Um, oh yeah. The, the, yeah. the Gavin Long the Gavin Long incident uh, at the car wash where he was like he went went and like started popping off down the street from the uh, the sheriff's office. Um, and took, I think he took, I want to say he took four cops out or two. I don't remember. It was, it was bad. Um, all kinds of crazy shit. Um, we've had, you know, some other stuff down here. Uh, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, the running back for the Chiefs, um, actually killed a guy a couple of years ago around Christmas time. He was trying to really. I had, I had no idea when he was at LSU. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. He was trying to sell a PlayStation, and he, his dad's a cop, and so he went to the thing and it, you know he knows like he knows his shit he was he was carrying and thing went sideways the guy pulled a gun on him and he shot the guy and killed him um to defend himself but still and so so there's a lot of stuff around that where it's like okay so even in that instance you don't know that you're going to get get off like like Clyde Edwards Hilaire did you know there's a lot yeah. of people who and there's resources that are behind that too, you know. Yeah, there's, like, there's some resources, but there's also like they 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 looked at it and it was like, no, this guy like they they went they were uh, they they had like the 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 records of like the conversations between the two of them about what was gonna what they were gonna do and everything, and so they went and met in like a parking lot or something like that to sell this thing. Now I, I want to get into like whether he should be out in the parking lot trying to sell electronics you know when he, when he's a future nfl draft pick and everything yeah, but, but, um, but bro like come on man like like yeah. I, I don't understand but, uh, why somebody would take a penitentiary chance over a fucking yeah. video game but, dude like, but, come on man yeah but so but so you have that situation which worked out for him but then you have wade sims who uh son of former uh lsu great wayne sims um who he was at also at LSU. They were at a subway um, late one night a couple of years ago, and this was like maybe six months or, or eight months after the Edward Tealer incident. Um, they were out in the parking lot. Some guys got to fighting, and he was, you know, pulling people off of one of his boys. And I, the, one of the other guys ran and got a gun in his car, came back and shot Wade in the chest, killed him. He was a sophomore going into his junior year at LSU. And that's 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 terrible. And, man. and and yeah, and so you know, so you the, we we had to we had to witness that stuff. So so seeing all that sort of stuff, my my um, drive to to make this event happen was about trying to help people to understand 
because one of the big things that that Maj does that's great is conflict resolution and de-escalation tactics and teaching people how to just get out of a situation with your life intact and with your rights intact to where you don't have to either pull the trigger on someone else or have them pull the trigger on you, but also to know your rights and to know responsible gun ownership, responsible safety and everything. So anyway, the, to get into the, the event itself, it turned out great. We had, uh, we had probably 30 people in the event and, and it was like only 10 of us white folks. And so that was cool. Um, and I actually got to meet a bunch of really cool, I actually met a guy from Nigeria who actually knows about our stuff. Like has been watching our stuff. Watching yeah, man. Told you, you got the princess of the moon to watch your stuff, man. It's so it's so crazy, man. It's so crazy. You got the princess of moon to watching your stuff, man. That's a beautiful thing, brother. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it was. It was. It was really. It was really really cool. Um. So, um, that was that was the event. That was you know, just under a week ago, and I was um. I would have loved, you know, under different circumstances when we can pack a room with a hundred people or 200 people or something yeah, like that to have yeah, been awesome. an opportunity to do something bigger than that. But under the circumstances with um, capacity and, and what you can actually pull off in an event like that, I was pleased just to see it go off the way that it did. And a lot of really good information. And the greatest part about it was making these connections with folks in my local area that now we can start to, uh, network together, coordinate together to help influence legislation, to help support each other, and to help spread the message. And, you know, I, I told the folks there, I was like, look, this is just the beginning. This is just that first step in the each one teach one philosophy, right? Like, yeah. from here, you go, you go spread this, share this stuff with other people, and let help them to spread it to other people. And that's how we actually make the the good stuff spread instead of having all the so often we with through the media and everything else see it's a powerful way of making negativity spread that that you know what that's a very optimistic outlook see i've always been very very concerned about the stigma that you know it's not a stigma like we, we you know us as black folks or whatever have the right to own firearms but you know you right. get a situation like the leader of the black militia known as uh, the not fucking around coalition he was arrested on gun charges in his at his Ohio home on Thursday, and um, you know the gentleman John Fitzgerald Johnson, known as uh, Grandmaster Jay, yeah man, he's facing assaulting, resisting, or impeding certain officers. Now I've never even heard of that charge before. Like they kind of made that shit up. <laughs> they said that he pointed his rifle at a U.S. Secret Service agent at the Louisville Metro Police Department during a protest on September the 4th. And it's like, you know, I've seen people all over the country, like when they had that uh, situation in Michigan, where you had the white militia group who was out in front of, you know, the town hall with M16 strapped to their back, doing the same shit. Mm -hmm. And none of them have been arrested. Nobody touched them. Nobody said anything to them. And now this guy's trying to organize everybody, not in the same, because Maj isn't doing the same thing. Maj isn't, it's not an antagonistic kind of a thing. But it's just like, you know, it, I think what, what's going to wind up happening is is that the veil is coming off what exactly, you know, the United States government really feels about black gun ownership. Yeah. So so I, I can if, if I may allow me to offer like a nuanced uh, kind of perspective on that. So I agree that, yes, 
um, and I, it's it's to me it's perfectly uh, appropriate to hold you know two different stances on the same topic when they are um, not necessarily directly related. So yes, absolutely, and that's part of what Maj is trying to overcome is helping people to understand their gun right, their 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 natural rights that are codified in the in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, but also to understand how to do it responsibly and to do it in a way that doesn't get you thrown in jail or shot or or you know anything in between or or uh, extrapolated from that. So one of the things, if you read, if you read that, I don't know if you, I don't know what article you read about the Grandmaster J, um, the, the charges and everything, but one of the things that they said was there were some uh, law enforcement officers on like a, the roof of a building. Now I'm not saying that this isn't potentially bullshit and them stretching the truth to try to find a way to, to create a charge to, to nab him on. But one of the things that Maj focuses on a lot and that most gun instructors will, will focus on a lot is muzzle discipline. And when you, if you have your gun pointed up in the air and you're not in down ready position, you, you are opening yourself up to yes. Like that, if that, if that firearm discharges, one of the things that Maj goes through whenever he does one of these classes is you have to treat that gun like it's an infinitely long lightsaber. And if at any point you flag someone along that path, you are potentially killing them. And so it's perfectly natural if you've ever had a gun waved, you know, towards you, doesn't matter if it's loaded, not loaded, finger on the trigger or not. If that muzzle points in your direction and that gun goes off accidentally or otherwise, you are very likely dead. And so having the, having the, the understanding of, yes, there's like the, the roots of gun control are racist, but also we have to understand how we need to properly um, own and carry and concealed carry, if that's how we want to go about it, our firearms so that we don't end up in a situation like that where either we hurt someone unnecessarily or we end up in jail because we've endangered someone or we've given the perception that we could endanger someone. That's, that's, so that's true. That's one of the things that... Yeah, it's been it was, and that, that's that's what I love about the way Maj goes about his courses is like none of the things are as black and white as people want to to, to paint. So, so Rita, let me ask you a quick question. Different nuances. Well, Rita, let me ask Rita, let me ask, Rita, let me ask you a question. Like, sure. so, well, down there in you know, Baton Rouge, right? They they have told like, see, we're all in different places. Just full disclosure, everybody. I'm on the East Coast. Chad is in the deep south and Rita's on the west coast. Yeah, we got we have open carry in Louisiana. So we don't have that where I'm from. It's very liberal here. California is very liberal. How are their gun laws out there? Like what do you what do you do you feel like this movement could spread to California? No, because it seems like California is super draconian with everything. Pretty draconian. I mean, the the biggest restriction is their ammunition. But um, like I I think I've mentioned before, there's a lot of gun owners here. Our our in our town, we've got one of the famous and very big um, uh, gun clubs. And so out in, because remember California, it, it, with its size, it's a lot of land and a lot of hunters, a lot of pheasant, duck. Um, so, so that they, um, the safe gun owners are 
um, you know, they bristle up against the, uh, the, the laws and the rules. And yet um, they, they still adapt to like the ammunition, uh, just being able to only buy so much at a time or you can't get guns at certain yeah. places. And so, so what they, but you know, the ones, the safe and sane ones, they'll just go, okay, I can't get it here. So, um, or you just have to wait longer just and it's just patience mm -hmm. and so then and then they trade their secrets of you know how they start to stock up on their um ammunition because you can only get i think i don't understand i mean a, like a limit of 10 rounds at a time and so it's like the chris rock yeah. method <laughs> is, 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 is it the chris, the chris rock method chris rock said you know how you stop all the gun violence in the streets he said make each bullet cost an obscene amount of money <laughs> right he said, so each bullet would be like five thousand dollars so you really got to think about it before you shoot somebody <laughs> so I guess California. yeah, yeah. But it is it is two different it. worlds though it is two different worlds between the enthusiast because there are people men and women but mo mostly men who love to go to the gun club and shoot their guns and they love to collect guns. And so um, I personally uh, was afraid of guns for a long, long time. My husband is a gun enthusiast. And uh, then when we started a family, I was terrified about having guns around kids. And then, you know, he just, he took, when my daughter was old enough, I think she was 12 or 13, he took us to the gun club and we took a class and I learned how to shoot a gun. And it's not, I didn't become an yeah. enthusiast, but it, it, but, but I also know. Do you feel more comfortable he, though now? Oh, absolutely. Because his guns are, each yeah. gun is locked, has a lock on it. So you have to unlock it. And then it's in a case that's mm. locked. And then that case is in a, um, what do they call it? Um, those big, you know, looks like a hutch or something. Safe, it's a gun safe. Yeah, it's a, a gun safe. That's there. It is. A big, but oh, a gun right, cabinet. A big gun and, cabinet. And I always yeah. laugh to go if we ever got robbed. It would take 20 minutes to get that, That's what I'm saying. It'd be like a right, Looney Tunes yeah. episode where they have all the doors you got to open. And all the I know. So my, my husband says, he goes, no, under the bed is the hunting well, knife. Well, no, but that's he why goes, he, I'll get him with you gotta knife, have, you know? You got to have a go-to that's open. That's right. Yeah. So, no, you got to have a go-to that's ready. Right. That's ready. But, for, I, but you know, I honestly believe, scenario. just because in my experience, I believe there are more people who are gun enthusiasts who are safe because of number one, just look at the numbers, the amount of guns that we have in America. And, and so that so that it becomes, I think sometimes a political cudgel because just like in America, mm -hmm. uh, to be a free society. Hold on, hold on, what you, you said a political cudgel. I've never heard that word before. I have to write that down. A political, you gotta back that up real quick. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's just, I, a political I mean, cudgel. So becomes something, of course, we have our key things that that a politician will come up and say, elect me and I will solve this problem. I'm either pro-life or I'm pro-choice. I'm anti-gun or I'm pro-gun. I, I am, you know, um, for health care or I'm for private insurance. It's they make everything so rigid. There's no gray area for you to like, like, right. like a, a real stance on anything. Right. So I have a theory right. that they had a draft way back in the day, and and you got to pick a category and which side you were on for that category. Right. Well, like the racial draft on Chappelle Show or yeah. something. Yeah, it was it was the Democrats and Republicans. They're like, all right, y'all get abortion. Uh, we get uh, the economy, uh, taxes, and uh, oh, we right. get war. Oh no, we both get war. All right. Um, yeah. Cool. 
So <laughs> we the democratic delegate delegation select welfare. Exactly. Exactly. But because in the end, nothing is solved except it's utilized when it's needed. So you see more and more about gun crime during election season. So that's especially out here in California. They want to abolish guns or they want to restrict guns. They want to buy back guns and on and on. Great way to raise money. Right. Exactly. And then nothing happens during Mm -hmm. the off season. And then all of a sudden we start seeing the crime, the gun crime, the this, instead of saying, mm-hmm. like I talked about to say, yeah, people who don't understand guns because we, because what we see in here, uh, they're dangerous and they kill people. So why don't we educate them on guns? That, that would solve a problem. And politics is not about solving a problem. It's sustaining the problem to get elected. Um, that, that's my opinion. But so, but so that, but gun, gun crime, it, it just you just do the math. I, I I forgot. I mean, the United States has more guns than any country in the world, and and so. But but then the nature of the beast. If you look over, you know, um, Europe and London has no guns, right? So what do people do? Knives. And then when knives got out of control, they control the knives. Is that yeah. so? It's kind of like that theory of you, in China. You got to register your knives in China. <laughs> no, I'm going to play it around. Well, well, but so it, so it, yeah. But, uh, what I'll say though is that, like, so we, we banged on the pharmaceutical companies, but you know, the, the the gun manufacturers and the ammo manufacturers, it's the same kind of thing. They're not yeah. they're not ups, they're not upset that there's talk about uh, gun confiscation and mm-hmm. gun control or anything like that. No, dude, you know how hard it is to get ammo right now, and how hard it is right. to get guns. Like, because everybody's like, hoarding it. Everybody's, everybody's hoarding. Trying to buy it up and hoard it. Exactly. Exactly. So you know what's going to be the next piece of everything? The demand is going to go up a hundred times once you know everybody finds out that aliens are hiding in plain sight on this planet. They're about to take the planet. <laughs> you, you are a Segway machine, man. Did you, did you guys hear about this? Did you guys hear about Again. the ex-Israeli uh, space head? He was the space head of um. He was the head of um Is- Israel's space program from like 1981 to the early 2000s and he came out the other day and said that aliens are hiding in plain sight and the United States government knows and understands <laughs> this and the rest of the world knows and understands this and that they have a base that's on Mars that's underground and we've already had astronauts there and that the aliens do not want us to be known about their presence because we're not ready and also the only thing I'm going to say is Jeff Goldblum on, on Independence Day, Jeff Goldblum and his dad are both Jewish. That's all I'm going to say. I'm just joking. Wait. I don't know where to go with part that. Of the, part of the, part of the Israel, right now. They got the intel from the Israeli spaceman. That's what I'm saying. Like They, they already had the... Already we we got to mute this guy. Listen, we are sorry, Hollywood. Chad did not mean it. Did not cancel him yet. <laughs> he, he did not mean that, Chad. Tell them that you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) No, but but, okay. The thing is that so it's not bad enough that we're lurking in people's bedrooms to see if they're spreading COVID. Now we have to worry if the person around us (laughs) is an alien. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Twenty twenty, guys. Twenty twenty. Hey, so has anybody talked about like what parents are saying to their kids about Santa Claus? Is Santa Claus going to be killed by COVID because he came to people's houses to deliver presents? I'm just curious. You know, well, you know what? He's, statistically, he's overweight. 
He's in yeah, he's got all the he's he's got all the comorbidities, <laughs> and and he's and he's the right age. You know, right. like he's I, well I, past I, the age. I would imagine that he's so old. Lupe Fiasco <laughs> swears he should have caught cancer by now. <laughs> listen, listen, listen! The, the fat man I'm is tweeting that shit right now. <laughs> the fat man is all right. He will be out delivering presents on December the twenty fourth. He will be right. dropping into all little kids' houses because right. we all know that he does exist. Yes. He does exist. That's for all you parents out there. <laughs> but, but but no 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 for real like so. Like, I always thought, you know, that there are aliens. I think it's very, very uh, arrogant for us to believe we're the only ones in the universe, in this vast universe. But I thought that if there definitely were aliens, the guy that would say that there were aliens is Donald Trump. <laughs> he was like, aliens are real, everyone. <laughs> Listen, folks, I've, I've had conversations with them. They're very, very great. They're, they're very, very great. You know, they, they like hey, me a lot. He didn't invent Space Force for nothing, man. Come on. Yeah. Now. He's like, I wonder, right? I, you know, we have the Trump Space Force. You know, I have a lot of aliens. They're, they're my friends. A lot of them are very, very nice people, very, very fine people. They, you know, they, 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 they love us here. You know, and I'm thinking about opening up a Trump resort on Mars. The first one of its kind to be the greatest one, the greatest resort of all time. I, I can hear it right now, man. I thought that Trump was going to be going full alien. He was going to have an alien come to one of his casinos and do an event. Something I just knew it was gonna happen. I was like, "Yo, if, if we re- if we elected a um a reality television star and a and a, and a media mogul and a guy like, because you know there used to be certain things that you couldn't say to get elected, and like Trump just <laughs> defied all of that shit. And I'm like, "Yo, all right, we're getting to the crux of like you know we're we're, we're gonna start breaking walls down and stuff." And you know it, it didn't happen. I thought I thought I was like, "I guarantee you, three months in his presidency." He's going to have an alien chilling <laughs> on Air Force One. He's going to have the, the exclusive interview with him. He's going like, to he's gonna do something to where he benefits off of this shit. And I just thought it was going to happen. I'm really disappointed, man. The other day, somebody asked uh, Barack Obama about it, and he just, he act like, you know, he didn't even hear him. So that's oh why God. I know that they're real, you know? He was like, uh, um, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, 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 yeah, so Michelle and I, uh, <laughs> we have a new Netflix special. You know, he, he just he just totally just washed it away. You know what I mean? So I know that we have aliens amongst us. And I wanted to go through a list of people to lighten the mood a little bit who are actually aliens. Okay. Let's go. At the top of my list, Elon Musk, alien. Alien. I, I definitely said alien. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I would say that that guy that plays for um, the Mavericks, Boban, he's seven foot seven. Yeah, the guy, the guy that Shaq calls you wearing in the NBA. Does he? Does it do his knees bend backwards? Yeah, like I, he's an the, alien. Like on the arrival. Yeah, yeah. That guy, he, he he's tall. He's he's like he's like eight foot tall. He, had, dude, he's an alien. He's definitely an alien. You know. Right. <laughs> That's I it. thought they were shorter than that, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. May I don't see. I, I you know what I think, man, because you know they said it was a galactic. Uh, what what do they call it? The galactic um, council or something like that. I think that the alien situation is more Star Trek and Babylon than Star Wars. You know what I mean? I think that it's a it's, okay. it's a conglomeration of of aliens that are coming to Earth, and we're like the dummies in the universe. And they're like, listen, we got to give them a little time. You know, you know those dumb earthlings. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> see, see, and I, I hear that all the time. Uh, let me just, let me just listen, humans. I'm here for you. I'm here to rep the humans. Uh, fuck the aliens. We, we, we are here. We own this shit. We run this shit. See, um, that is the problem. This is, this is our block. This is our block. I'm tired of people talking shit about the the uh, human race like this. That that we are the dumb species throughout the galaxies. If that's the case, then where the hell are y'all? God damn it. Well, well, listen. Shut the fuck up. This is my thing. If they can reach us and we can't reach them, that goes to show you that they're infinitely smarter than we are. And the okay. fact so where, the, where are they then? So th- it, I think that the aliens are amongst us. I really do. And I think that they're smart enough and they have the technology to, to hide in plain sight. I mean, have I'm not you... I'm argue with you. I'm just trying to stand up for the human race, now, okay? Have you I, seen Rudy Giuliani's head? He might be an alien. Uh, it looks like something's going to hatch out of that. It thing. looks like, yeah, from Mars Attacks or something. He kind of looks I, like that. Yeah. I do have something to add to this that, that it does make you ponder. I watched an interview last year with Jeff Bezos. And Jeff Bezos has donated, he's got his own space kind of thing happening. And he's got a huge space to the, and Mars, and he talks about climate change and how he wants to take industry and uh, create uh, spaceships up to take industry that causes, you know, carbon emissions here. So now I'm thinking maybe Jeff Bezos is an alien and he's Jeff Bezos is definitely an alien. He's definitely <laughs> and he's, yeah. he's he's creating right the oh, human God. right space to get there because he wants to take all of our industry from here, and that's how the aliens are going to take over the world, right? Because they are because he's leading us our all of our industry in the way we would feed our, feed ourselves up to Mars where he could survive and we can't. Do you that's see what Chad just showed? There's, a, there's actually an alien spacecraft flying over his house right now. <laughs> they were flying over us, man. Like, as we were talking about this shit, I see the lights. I'm like, oh, god damn, man. They, they're listening to us. Chad's man. about to get abducted. <laughs> Why are they always in the south, though? They're never out here in California. Look, they're going to abduct simultaneously Chad and Marcus from his show. <laughs> they're going to abduct them, and they're going to get on the spaceship, and they're going to find out that Nico was actually an alien. And, and my words. When, they, when we get up there, they're going to realize that we are so fucking cool that they're going to just be like, this is the spot. We are hanging out here. We are partying. It's on. Let's go. 2021. It's lit. Let's rock it. Bro, listen. I, listen. I, 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 would, I would submit that Marcus, Marcus would definitely be a big hit with the aliens, bro, because I want to hang out with that guy. He's my spirit animal. I love that guy. He's going to start talking about Adam Kokish. He's going to start talking. Gonna be- <laughs> I don't think Adam Kokish could have a better PR guy than Marcus. Because I, I hear well, more about him. He's literally Adam's PR guy. Right. So, like, he's- yeah, but, he's, but he's good at it, man. He's like, listen, man, if we would have got fucking Adam Kokish up in there, and we had be cracking up, man. Yeah, man. It's true. Like, we have <laughs> There's three people who are who I was like really rooting for. It was Adam, Dan, and uh, and Vermin Supreme. Like uh, we either we either needed a guy who wore a yellow hat that said "Taxation is theft" on it in this election season, or we needed a guy who said, "On my first day in office, I'm going to sign an executive order dissolving the federal government, going through bankruptcy process, returning all the assets of the federal government to the people." Right. 
or we needed a guy with a rubber boot on his head who said <laughs> who said that if he had if he were president he would go back in a time machine and kill baby covid and make covid illegal because that is a level of preposterousness that needed to be confronted with the level right. of preposterousness that was in existence already i'm going to tell you who we really needed man who we really needed was these nuts these nuts was the best. <laughs> that was the best fucking. That was the best grassroots presidential campaign ever. You know what? And, and the thing was, they kind of missed the mark because I was coming up with like campaign slogans and everything like that. Like, ask not what these nuts can do for you, and ask what you can do for these nuts. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm I'm in deep in the LP, man. I might actually do that. I might change. I might legally change my name to these nuts. <laughs> Just so that I can run that campaign as a, as a libertarian, oh and God. and just have everybody. Well, no, like all right. So so, no, so I'll be your running mate. Who want? There's people who want this stuff to be serious. They're like, no, we need someone serious who can take this on and debate the issues. And then there are other people who are like, no, like, ha- did you watch the first debate? There were no issues discussed. It was it was a food fight. It was like grumpy old men. Gunderson! No, it absolutely was. No, that's, that's exactly... Dude, that's so perfect. It was. It was like grumpy old men. I was waiting for someone to find a salmon in their back seat. Um, yeah. wrapped, in, wrapped in newspaper. You know, like from three weeks ago. Yeah, man. It was, it was that stupid. And and what we needed was someone to point to that stupid... I want, we needed someone... And that's what, like, when... If you heard Dan on our show, he's like, he's like, no, we needed someone to create a distraction. And then we needed our candidate to like run up on the stage and just be like, Hey, I'm here. You're going to hear me talk. Because at that point, people would have been like, I don't know. Like it can't be any worse than what we've already been watching but, for the first hour. Yeah, that, that's a novel idea. But if you got the president and a former vice president on stage and some dude just runs up on the stage, they're going oh, yeah, no, no. to get They're going to get the bricks beat off of them. They're going to get that ass whipped and or shot or both. Get, Past the metal, t- no, but, all right. So, so I, while I grant you that that's true, yes, that like <laughs> you just left that little that little caveat out of it, right? No, no, all right, no, 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 I'm not. So, I, it was it was more of like uh, from a theater standpoint, okay. So, contrast that with this, though, all right. So, while I, I will grant you that, yes, it's it's insanity to like run up on the secret service protected people and think that you're not going to get shot by the secret service, you are. But what you don't have to do is when they tell you, hey, your bus can't be here, go somewhere else, leave the premises, you don't say, okay, if you are the people who are like, no, we're here to fight the machine. You say, no, there's n- we're not doing anything illegal. We don't have to leave. We're a presidential candidate. We're on the ballot in all 50 states. Who the hell are you to tell us that we can't even be outside the building of the you know where we're what we want to do is do a if they're letting people walk up and down the street and burn buildings down all summer and the libertarian presidential candidate gets asked to leave the premises of the debate nah man like you don't don't well well, see we gotta look at we gotta look at why and how all this is going on right so the people who are burning buildings down are being placed in these cities by the very same people who are telling you that you as a libertarian can't come to a debate. That's a nationally televised debate. So we, we got to look at that piece of it. And then also, you know, I'm just thinking, just getting back to what we were talking about earlier about the whole these nuts thing, not to make it like a joke of it, but to make a joke of it. 
Listen, yeah. this is what I say. I say <laughs> that we we run. I change my name to these nuts. You change your name to these nuts, and then vote for Bofa these nuts. <laughs> there it is, right there. there. You Bofa. There you go. Bro. Let's, <laughs> let's, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Bofa. I, listen, man. I'm 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 with it. I, I understand where you're going with it, though, man. I mean, I I just to be honest with you. I don't have any faith in 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 the American democracy at this no, point. I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that, and that's and that's kind of I'm where the markets and I have gone to. Is like, I'm out on like, it. Let's just hotep and build, and like and like the the other stuff. I'm still gonna I'm still gonna do what I can to help because I I do believe in this this idea that I have of like this is like one of those Dungeons and Dragons boss fights or whatever where you have to have an archer, you have to have a wizard, you have to have a thief, you have to have a a little dagger wielding assassin. Yes, Chad. I'm I, Chad. I was popular in high school. I never played Dungeons and Dragons. I had friends. Well, <laughs> all right. Okay. It's all good. Um, you missed out on a lot, but anyway. Um, <laughs> hey, look, man. You don't stay. Uh, you don't stay uh, a virgin until you get married by yourself. <laughs> anyway, um, no, actually, you do. Um, but, uh, no, but so, so I will say this the the whole idea of like avoiding the political process um i think that it, it serves a purpose especially on the local level that's why I like i'm a big fan of sunny johnson and her work because i do think they're like this you know her idea of like you can't just like play you know uh bullfighter and just you know dodge all the time and get out of the way you actually have to you have to do some of the work at the local level to make sure. Yeah, not you, you gotta. You have to start from the bottom. You have to build. Right. You, everything has to be built off of a strong foundation. And by the way, shout out to Sonny Johnson. I don't know if she'd ever listen to this show, but shout out to her. I'm a big fan. Shout out to Felicia Killings as well. You know, yeah. shout, I mean, shout out to the whole conscious conservative movement, man. All, all of them, man. Right. You know, Julian, uh, uh, Corey, Saul, and them all over right. brown paper bag. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, real quick, man. Not to not to deviate from the format. What do you guys think about YouTube taking their channel down like that? Like, what what, the fuck, what was that about? They're they're coming on our show Wednesday, and that's going to be a huge uh, topic. Um, so I'm I'm not sure. I don't I don't know. It was very vague. That like YouTube has this way of like when they when they ban a channel or something like that, they say this this account was terminated. Now that's not the same as suspended. They yeah. said this this account was terminated, and they said like for multiple violations of there's all this stuff like me misleading and all this. Stuff. I'm like, dude, if you ever watch their show, they're not misleading, they're not like being uh, deceitful or any of the stuff that you're saying. They're two of the like realest dudes I've ever met. Yeah, man. I, I don't understand. I don't understand it. So anyway, we're gonna we're gonna get into that. We're gonna talk about it. And I'm gonna try everything I can to try to help them. And I keep bringing it up to YouTube, you know, I, I, I have to, but, reinstate these people. but I feel like the solution is, is, is going another route with all of this. You know, the solution yeah. is, is us having other outlets to get our content out without being, you know, like just told what to do by a, a, a streaming platform that is kind of out of touch. You know what I mean? Because they might have looked at the Brown Paper Bag podcast and shout out to the Corey and Saul. They they might have looked at it and thought that it was a podcast about brown paper bags. Who knows who made the determination 
of why and how they did that. Like, listen, we have we have talks on on Saturday, you know, on a mogul summit. Shout out to Hotel Jesus as well. You know, we just we just we just dropping we dropping shout outs and we're we're plugging everybody's stuff today. Damn it! Listen, shout out to Elon Musk. You're shout out to Elon Musk. Shout out. Definitely, man. All the aliens. Shout out to 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 people with club foot. You know what I mean? People with bad feet. Everybody, man. But now listen, I'm just kidding. No, but for real, we we need to get to a point where, you know, you can't be shut down or silent. So like, where what's the solution to that? Because all of these yeah. different podcasts, all of this little this little this little, it's like we're all connected, right? Somehow, some way. We're all connected, you know. You're connected to Maj, like you know. I I feel like you know Brian. All these guys. Think about think about how we met, though. Like we, I wouldn't know any of you guys if it wasn't for Twitter. And so when Twitter decides to pull the rug out from under us, like we have to recognize that, like, and that's what Brian talks about all the time, is that like, yeah, there are these other formats, other platforms out there, but they don't have the reach or the engagement or the discovery that uh, YouTube, Twitter. Um, uh, you know, Instagram, Facebook, and, and those sorts of things have, you know, I could go put all this stuff that I put out every day on Gab, and I won't even get one person seeing it, let alone, you know, liking her. I have I have that video that I put out of that Ad, uh, Admiral Brett Gerard talking about uh, employing the National Guard to stick needles in people's arms and about, yeah. uh, you know, have to, how you have to get two doses and there's financial incentives from the doctor for the doctors. Oh, oh yeah. Those, oh, 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 those stimulus checks are definitely going to be tied into that damn yeah. vaccine. All, all that, all that stuff. Like when, when, uh, when, when I posted that video, that video probably has, it had 38,000 views this yep. morning. I don't, I don't know what it has now. 38,000 views. So I post that video on Gab. I, I'll, matter of fact, I'll go do it. I'll go post it on Gab. I bet you by the time we talk on Saturday for the Mogul Summit, I'll be lucky if it has three. Well, you know what? Twitter started like that too, though. It's all like like all of these these social media things. It it, it all takes. And I a, love Gab. Like and Gab, and Gab is dope. Andrew Torbo doing what he did, like he, yeah. from doing what he did to to he created his own browser. Like he's just like they keep throwing up roadblocks, and he just keeps like. And Gab is dope. And Gab is yeah. dope, and, and it will the cream rise to the top. The reason why Twitter is where it is, what do you guys? I, I know what the one pinnacle moment was in Twitter that I feel like made Twitter explode, right? But do you guys remember what that was? I do not. Rita, do you? No. Uh-uh. I think what made Twitter explode was when uh, Captain Sullenberger had landed the plane in the in, in the Hudson River. And you had people that were on the New York ferry going to work or coming home from work because it was in the afternoon, from if I remember correctly. And they were tweeting about it. And they were tweeting about it before the national news even before the news got it. Mm. And, and okay. I think that was a pinnacle, one of the the the, the most pinnacle moments to make. See, I didn't Twitter. know that. I didn't know that that, that Twitter beat uh, the news to that. I didn't. Yeah, know that. And up but, up because I, I live so in the Northeast. I've been I've been a I've been a Twitter user for longer than since before that event happened, and my whole perspective on it was before that even happened was why would I watch TV news to hear them you know spin shit the way that they spin it and repeat the same stories four hundred times a day when I could just go to Twitter just follow the people I want to follow who I trust 
and ignore the bullshit. And and you know what? That's where Twitter. That's what it became, and what it's becoming is it's becoming the exact same as the, the other. The, the, the main like like once once they start putting the okay, story so, up here. Yeah. So so then we need so then so then yeah so then that's uh, yeah no you're you're that's a really good thought experiment. So that what we need is the thing that becomes the next the next Twitter. The, we need the next the, Twitter. We need the next like how like you had Snapchat come out and you know the kids right. are using TikTok, which is a form of social media. We're not using it. We all need to galvanize the troops per se, right? Because you got a lot of people that I mentioned that have, you know, hundreds of thousands of like followers, right? Or if you put them together, you might have over 125,000 people. You can get all of them to move to a new platform. It's like a virgin virgining platform you can affect change in that way. So so then it becomes like how they got that that new thing, that clubhouse thing, right? Even though that's a different kind of a medium, it's a sound medium, it's like you have to be invited. So it makes it cool. Like, wow, why haven't I been invited? You know what I mean? And it's like, that's how it's got to be because Twitter is a sinking ship now. Now it's an echo chamber of like sex trafficking and overtly sexual behavior and racism and just nonsense you know what i mean it's, it's not really the most healthy environment i like the people that i follow i love my followers and i'm kind of galvanized from that kind of stuff but there's a couple of people that i follow that like i know personally and they're involved in a lot of the trivial and the nonsense and i see like a person or post a picture and they'll get into an argument with somebody and they'll just all day like thousands of people making fun of one person or like like a girl screenshotting a guy trying to like come on to her in her inbox and thousands of people just riding the guy and talking about his teeth and all kinds of just nonsense. And that's, you know, for me, I'm not on Twitter for that. You know what I mean? So eventually, I was saying that in the coming future, in the very near future, Twitter is going to be a wrap. It's going to be something that you know, uh, Facebook was or is at this point or Instagram, like, you know, the, the, the two social media platforms that I that I use are Instagram and I use Twitter, uh, you know, shout out to all my followers. But, you know, I, you know, the whole 200 and some odd followers, the army of Podfather followers, <laughs> the army, you know, let's not hurt anybody with that. But no, you know, I, I just I see Twitter with the voice chat thing. You know, they have the story thing. And it's very hard to differentiate Twitter from Instagram or Facebook at this point. And they're they're banning people, you know, like Patriot J got banned. Or, like, you know, just I see people getting banned and brought back every other day, man. And it's like Twitter used to be able to pretty much say anything on Twitter. You know what I mean? And they're not banning people for actually hurting other people now. They're 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 banning people because of their opinions. And you got, got you, suspended for something that wasn't even like a thing. Like Eliza Blue is talking about all the time, highlighting all of the sex trafficking that's going on on Twitter that she's pointing out that they haven't, you know, they won't even take, they not, I mean, let's, let's not even talk about banning them. They're not taking the pages down. They're not doing anything, but they're taking down and banning people for their opinion. Twitter was never that. And if it's getting to that point, it's time to, to unplug and move on to the next thing. No, you know? I got suspended hey. for, for saying that voting for Kanye somebody said that voting for Kanye was the same as me voting for Trump or vote or me voting for Biden or something like that. And I said, that's ridiculous. I'm not voting for either one of them. I'm just voting for Kanye. I got suspended because they said I was providing misleading information about voting. I was like, what? <laughs> like, so, what? So my idea, so my thought is 
you, you know, we, we have to play the game as it's, as it's being played right now. So, but it's, I, I'm kind of, what, what this reminds me of is kind of like, um, keep doing what you're doing, keep building, but be prepared. You know, like everybody, you know, yes. together and be prepared. Yes. So mm -hmm. it's like, mm -hmm. so, but one way to keep widening the net is creating content, creating content, creating content. And so it's like, mm -hmm. sure, you, you know, there's 225 viewers, but you got a lot of views on YouTube and you can utilize Periscope and you can utilize all the tools that are out there and play within those guidelines. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> because when it happens, so, so, but at the same time in the background, it's like making a plan making a plan, making a plan, because you know yes. that, that, that someday it's going to be like, oh, you know what? We are prepared for this to happen. We're prepared because some, some algorithm didn't like that um, they're, they're, this group of four people, there's only one woman and one African-American represented and there are three white people. You know, who knows what it's going to be? Right. And, and, and you right? know what? And John Core, what, what I feel like is it's it's it, it's bulletproof social media. Right. John Core is bulletproof social media. John Core is a safe space for people to express themselves, to, to exchange ideas and information. And the genius in the project is not just the writing and it's not just you know, the advertising space, the genius in the product is you being able to learn, exchange ideas and not be banned or censored, you know, and I, and I think that's that is, is the genius in the project, because it's not just a blog that we're we're putting out there. You know, we're putting solutions out there in the atmosphere. We're putting like minded people out there in the atmosphere and the solutions that people might find from the John Core project might not come from the writers. Right. Mm -hmm. the, the solutions sometimes will come from the other community. subscribers. Yeah, it's a community. community. Yeah, and then, and then I thought of this uh, tagline today when I saw something, you know, uh, someone was complaining on Twitter about, you're just doing it for the clicks, because they are. Because the news station, they need the clicks because that's how they get their advertiser. Advertiser money, like ratings. Yeah. And so that's what I was thinking about Jean Core is that, you know, it's not the clicks, it's the content. It's not the clicks of the content because it's that whether it's subscriber base or sponsored base that is hidden, you know, you're not going to come on and get 20 ads blocking, you know, everything, but it is the content. And then that should drive because like on Twitter is everything's political. That's what it seems like. And someone's, you know, a friend of mine said, so you stop following political Twitter. It's like, how can I can't, I said, I follow sports and I got sports people telling me about politics. You know, it's all gumbo all now. Right, right. It's all gumbo. Hey, but, no, no, you know, that's some trash gumbo, man. Y'all got, y'all got to come down here. But for five or six gumbo. years ago, it was right for businesses. It's like, uh, put your name out there, represent the company, build your brand, build your brand, build your brand, right? And so that's what this is. That's what Twitter is. It's an advertising. It's advertising for the news. It's yep. for somebody's, someone <laughs> saying in 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 the media. I'm I'm always um, auditioning for my next role so I can move up in the media company and we're spectators watching a lot of that. So it gets more and more outrageous. Um, and why? Because they want you to open that article. That's, you know, the headlines are so egregious compared to what the real story is and that we don't, you know, they fact check what they want. So it's like, it's not what they say. It's not real life. Um, it's just not, it's not real stuff that's happening. And so I think that um, just like what I said before is the plan is 
uh, make a plan, be prepared that that someday they if they start coming for one thing at a time so it's, it's someone you're going to offend somebody doing something yeah and and so somehow you're just not going to be the right person you're too old you're too young you're too tall you're too fat you're too you know dark you're too light it does it's just it's not gonna someone sitting and controlling the algorithm saying we we don't like that we don't think that you have transgender represented enough we don't think you have yeah. you know equity in your group because that's yep. that's that's the message coming through right that's listen that's they, like they, they can find goal. a problem with a big bowl of ice cream Rita. they they can right? find they can they can find a problem with it with a t-bone steak man right. it, it doesn't matter right. if you're looking so for I, thing, I have a right. friend who did that with stocks he saw he, he said look xrp is going to 15 dollars uh by the summer and i was like how and he showed me this chart and it was just like he drew like this banana curve, just pointing straight up to $15. And I was like, what is that based on? And he's like, look, man, if you just give me a price target, I can draw any chart. <laughs> and so it's yeah. that same kind of thing. It's like, if right? you want to find something to be offended by, you can find it. Trust me. You just have to look and, and, and like. I, you know, I've been told that people are offended. People have been offended by, but by my, 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 my rugged good looks and, um, personality. <laughs> I've been told that, you know, so listen, man, Damn. you can get offended by all this, <laughs> then I don't know, man. But, 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 but guys, I will you, only be offended if you don't air this episode either. Damn it. No, listen, this one's definitely getting aired. We just got to make sure that, you know, to, to, to sum it all up. You know, we want we, we we gotta make sure that we get this project in the public's mind space because it is an important project. It is something that has value to our society, and it's also something that is gonna change the landscape of social media and the yeah. blogosphere. So I wanna thank both of you for coming on the Wasted Talent Podcast. My partners, my friends, Rita and Chad, I thank you very much. You know, this is one of the uh the first episodes of uh, season two and I'm not in here talking to myself like a madman and I appreciate you. <laughs> I'm not in here. You know, you know what? At least somebody is laughing at my bad jokes. And oh. dry sense of humor. <laughs> all, all I got is dad jokes for about the last 18 years, man. That's right, man. All I listen, I tell everybody who comes to a party at my house, all I got for you is shots of whiskey and bad advice. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, you got Trump impressions, you got aliens, we got it all here on we. we yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. I mean, next week, you know what? We're gonna have more impressions. We're gonna have more bad jokes, Indian burns, face paintings, everything. It's gonna be like a carnival. But that's right. I, thank you, guys. I really appreciate you coming thank on. You. And, and, and you know what? Listen, we, we, we're gonna get back at it next week, man. <laughs> I'm gonna sign off. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Right. Bye.